And who gets to decide when we stop putting double spaces after periods? That's what I want to know. You're still obsessing right. about that. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Don't Forget This Podcast. Uh, it's Brian. I'm here with Jill. Yes. Good to, good to be back with you. Who's not obsessing about Who's spaces. not. Who slept very well since our last podcast. I, have. I uh, however, have been tossing and turning and just yelling out, why? Why? <laughs> why, oh, Lord? Um, how long? Uh, so, uh, anyway, if you didn't listen to the last podcast, um, those last 10 like seconds any meant sense nothing at to all. you. Just uh-huh. two crazy people. Um, just babbling. So anyway, welcome back to the Don't Forget This Podcast. Good to be back with you again this week, coming to you from the table. and uh, In the basement. In the basement. And this week, uh, big news headline. Now, it's, it's, it's been on for, for a few months now, so we're a little behind. I did not realize. But there's this headline from Christianity Today that says this, Benny Hinn is my uncle, but prosperity preaching isn't for me. Now, that was a headline. That was not Brian yeah. speaking, no. just to be clear. No, that's not, that's not me, uh, <laughs> Uncle Benny. That's not, that's not me. Uh, no, no. So the, the nephew of Benny Hinn, Costi, I believe, C-O-S-T-I, Costi Hinn, wrote an article for Christianity Today, and that is the title, Benny Hinn is my uncle, but prosperity preaching isn't for me. Now, you're aware of... Benny Hinn. Correct. You yes. know, you know him. He's uh how would you he's a uh an evangelist of evangelist, sort. uh faith healer. Mm-hmm. Um um people always talk about the guy who touches people on the forehead and they fall down, right? right? right. So um uh, slain in the spirit. Um, so that's hair that that's doesn't him. move. Hair that is impeccable <laughs> and probably impenetrable. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> he always wears wind. these suits. These amazing suits uh, tend to be white, mm-hmm. but amazing suits. And uh, and he speaks with a great voice, great accent, and he goes all over the world preaching. You've seen him maybe on TV with his hands raised toward yours. Um, Believing in faith for your healing, all right, those you right. know. Um, that's uh, that's that's Benny Hinn, right? <laughs> that's that's a pretty good uh, description. Oh, man, I hope nobody describes me in some of the ways that I just described Benny Hinn someday. <laughs> uh, that probably your was hair not moves fair. My hair depth. is crazy. No, um, no danger yeah, there right now. So anyway, um, Benny Hinn, yeah. So uh, so he's been around for a long time. He was a mainstay. I don't know in the charismatic Pentecostal world if he's still like, if he's like their main guy, if he's like a main. I don't either. Or if people in those circles have, you know, separated themselves or I don't know how that works. You don't tend to hear much about him. You don't. Let's let's say that. I don't know that world as Mm -hmm. well anymore. Um, So I don't know how he's viewed. Uh, It'd be like somebody saying, uh, oh yeah, evangelicals like Rob Bell. You know, and everybody, <laughs> and everybody would be like, oh, no, 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 So I don't know if that's the case or not. Uh, but but anyway, Costi Hinn wrote this article. Uh, starts off like this. Almost 15 years ago on a shoreline outside of Athens, Greece, I stood confident in my relationship with the Lord and my ministry trajectory. I was traveling the world on a private Gulfstream jet, not bad, doing gospel, in quotation, ministry, and enjoying every luxury money could buy. Uh, after a comfortable flight and my favorite meal made by a personal chef, we prepared for a ministry trip by resting at the own Ocean View Villa, complete with private pool and over 2,000 square feet of living space. Mm. 
I perched on the rocks above the water's edge, enjoying the life I was living. After all, I was serving Jesus Christ and living the abundant life he promised. And then he says, little did I know that this coastline was part of the Aegean Sea, the same body of water the Apostle Paul sailed while spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. There was just one problem. We weren't preaching the same gospel as Paul. Great intro. That is that is a, awesome. a well-worded intro. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And Paul did not seem to um, benefit highly from from the message that he spread uh, right, around the right. world. I, I don't yeah. think he was rich or uh, no. comfortable. No, he was not in his own private ocean view villa. <laughs> I can tell you. I can tell you that he may have had an ocean view. <laughs> yeah, it was right. not from a villa. Like from the middle of the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he goes on. He goes on to describe. It's it's interesting to hear his take on the family and the situation there. So he says, uh, growing up in the Hind family empire was like belonging to some hybrid of the royal family and the mafia, which is great. Wow. Yeah, Marlon Brando meets Benny Hinn. Monday, uh, Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you coming? Um, uh, our lifestyle was lavish. Our loyalty was enforced, and our version of the gospel was big business. Though Jesus Christ was still a part of our gospel, he was more of a magic genie than the king of kings. Rubbing him the right way by giving money and having enough faith would unlock your spiritual inheritance. Very interesting. Which which is which is I think I think the reason that some of the uh, the prosperity gospel preachers are very successful is that deep down inside I think a lot of people view God like that. Mm-hmm. You know, this it's the the genie, um, and so if I say the right things, if I do the right things, right. maybe if it's the right incantation, you know, um, then suddenly um, the universe will turn toward me, um, and I'll receive all the things that I wanted. Now we don't say that, I don't think, and um, and and we certainly don't preach that, but uh, but I think for some it's it's still in there. Like, okay, there's this God. What do I have to do now? In order to get this God to pay attention, you know, it's like right, uh, right. it's like uh, it's like your child is just yanking on you or saying, "Mom, mom, mom, mommy, mom." <laughs> you know, uh, it's like, what do I have to do to get this God to look toward me favorably? Right. Um, and and I don't know. There's probably a million places you pick that up. Uh, it's just easier that way. Yeah, we don't understand. You know, if we don't understand the way God works. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, it's just more comforting and easier to think, well, I can do something yeah. to, to make this right. And, um, mm, yeah, it, it honestly, it just doesn't work. Yeah. 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 Quote work. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But there, but yeah, you find the formula, um, and you put all those, all those ingredients together and, and then boom, it happens. Um, it's, uh, I do what you want, then you do what I want. Kind of, exactly. kind of transaction there. Um, so uh yeah. Well who who doesn't who doesn't prefer a formula? Um yeah. I, there was a book. Hmm, I can't remember the title of it. But I bought it not too long ago and then I just wanted to throw it out because yeah. the subtitle had something to do with the the phrase prayer that works. How yeah. to pray prayers that work, something like that. Yeah. And and after I looked at it I thought what is what is prayer that works? Yeah, I guess in in prosperity gospel work world prayer that works is prayer that 
get you what you want prayer that makes life better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I struggle with that too. Uh, we were just talking about that the other day about, um, uh, about the danger of seeing prayer as some other, you know, I, I do it this right way mm-hmm. and then I get the answers I'm looking for. Right. You know, well, uh, the phrase is prayer works. I've yeah. seen them a thousand times. Yeah. Prayer changes things. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But not always the way that you're looking for. Yeah. Um, or it so, changes me. Exactly. Or it changes me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Even if you're not into the prosperity gospel and making light of it, <laughs> I think we sometimes still want to believe um, that, I don't know, that, that we can pray our way to to yeah. good stuff. Yeah. You know? Yep. That, that what, um, what am I, you know, can I go here? Yeah. Okay. Do it. What, will you edit it out? You uh, might. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you no. signed away. You signed it away. So That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. No, when I was, um, my husband and I were having, uh, trouble with infertility. Yeah. And I had one person, well, not just one, but a number of, uh, very sweet church ladies but one in particular that I remember who told me, um, you know, we had one and then I tried for years and years and years to have another one. And she said, it was only because I had all these people praying for me that I got my second one. Yeah. Well, I thought, hmm, I wonder exactly how, because I had had one child, couldn't seem to get pregnant for another one. And I thought, I wonder how exactly how many people praying for you get you what you want. Yeah. Or who are those people <clears throat> praying for you? Should I gather them around me? How much did they pray? What exactly did they pray? Yeah. You know, you could go on and on and yeah. on. Um, yeah. It's a mystery. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's the bottom line. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but we, we still, I guess my point is we still want that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we do have things in common. Yeah. And if you're going through, especially if you're in something, you're going through something, uh, you're in in desperate need of something, uh, and then someone's telling you, oh, wait, look, here's how you get what you want. And not only that, but here's, here's, here's the Bible to support it. (laughs) And, uh, and so it's, yeah, yeah. So, so Costi here. Yes. Um. Uh, he said, uh, within the family, we didn't tolerate criticism. One day I asked my father if we could go heal my friend from school who had lost their hair due to cancer. He replied that we should pray for her at home rather than going to heal her. I thought to myself, shouldn't we be doing what the apostles did if we have the same gift? Uh, at that point, I didn't question our ability to heal, but doubts began to stir about our motives. We only did healings in the Crusades, where music created the atmosphere, money changed hands, and people approached us with the right, quotation marks, amount of faith. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Scary. Yeah. I went to a scary. Betty Hinn um, crusade. You did not. I did. I did. So we were in Michigan attending this conference thing with our church. And we found out that Benny Hinn was going to be in Flint, Michigan. So, so we got done with that conference thing, and boom, we headed for uh, the stadium, big old, you know, the big stadium. And was it free? I mean, you could just walk in. Uh, yeah, I think it was free. They may have taken an offering. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I had no money to give, um, which may explain why no, uh, nothing happened. But uh, so, so, uh, so we got there, and we're in the service, and it was at least it felt like two hours. 
before he even came up and did anything. It was just worship, a lot of worship, you know, very expressive and, you know, um, all the things I was looking for. And so I'll never forget that uh, Benny Hinn came out and, you know, he has the ability and, and, and Costi's right. I mean, the lighting is just right and the music and they have the very emotional pad music going on behind, Uh you know, and he's talking and he's, he can raise his voice and he can lower it real soft. You know, and uh, and so at one point, at one point, we're like three hours into this thing. It was it was like a four hour deal. Yeah, yeah. So um, some of the people that are that are slain in the spirit are just exhausted, probably. But he um, he uh, he got up on the stage and he said, "I want you know everybody to hold hands, stand up, everybody hold hands." And then he said, uh, "When I when I count to three, um, and I yell now." Uh, I'm, I'm, God is going to fill this place, um, and you're all going to experience the power of God. And so my friend and I are like, wow. oh, here we go. <laughs> Come on, Benny. Come on, Pastor Hen. So we stood up, you know, we're holding hands with everybody, everybody eyes closed, you know, um, everybody quiet. Uh, and then, and then he, he, he says, one, two. Now before... Oh! <laughs> And when he said that, he said it so loud. Now before, and he didn't get to three, I jumped. I jumped. And it wasn't like a little, oh, someone popped a balloon. Like my hands flew up in the air. I I flailed, which scared Charlie right next to me. And he jumped, which caused the next guy. It's like a ripple effect of jumps all around, you know. Uh, just went down the line. Everyone went, uh, so, so then finally he says three, and he yells, no. No. And and wouldn't you know it, we've got our eyes closed, and down the row from us, you can hear people falling into their seats. Boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. And it's just going down the row, you know, mm-hmm. and they have those, like, theater yeah, seats, you know. Yeah. And their people are just falling down the row, and we can hear it getting closer. I've got my eyes closed still. You can hear it getting closer. Doggone it. If that thing, <laughs> it went boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. We look around. We open our eyes through a squint and realize he and I are the only ones standing in our general area. Wow. Like everybody else fell. So you do one of those, oh, okay, I'll just kind of sit down then, I guess. I'll just I'll just wait, you know, maybe maybe he had to reload. I'm not sure what the Holy Spirit's doing, but uh, apparently that was not for me because, um, no, yeah, yeah. We, we got nothing on that one. When did and, they get uh, up then? Uh, you know, occasionally people stumble to their feet uh, at all, all different times, but uh, all throughout the stadium you had people people doing that. Um, and uh, How old were you when you did this? Oh, it was it was probably high school. Yeah. So what were you thinking schooler. then? What, what was going on? Uh, you know, it's funny. You just kind of play it off. Like I, I never thought, oh, you know, that's... That's fine if the Holy Spirit doesn't wants to skip me and my friend, and just go to these other people, you know. Uh, I, yeah, I just I just kind of played it off like, oh, okay, well, I guess. Uh, looking back, though, I mean, Charlie and I we get together, we talk about this, just crack up. I mean, it's just it's just so funny, it's so perfect that we we didn't experience that, right. and then we started thinking. How many other people didn't experience this, right? And uh, this jumping in, so you never know. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's my that's my Benny Hinn story. What, what um, happened to his nephew then? I mean, what? How did he break away? And, and yeah, what's he doing now? Yeah, so he says after graduating college, returning home, I met my wife, uh, Christine, is her name. I had no idea that God would use her in bringing about my salvation, which is interesting. 
way to say that. Um, in fact, my family and I were nervous because she didn't speak in tongues, which, you know, yeah, yeah. That's how I'll be. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll ask for a demonstration. Um, they they wanted to fix the problem. They tried to bring her to a crusade, but nothing happened. Thank you, Christine. Uh, you're not alone. She was honest with uh, them. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. Um, and uh, then one day she pointed to a verse I had never seen, 1 Corinthians twelve thirty. Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? I was shaken by that, he said. Uh, there it was plain as day. Not everybody has to speak in tongues. But soon the domino effect began. Long-standing beliefs were failing the biblical test. No longer did I believe that God's purpose was to make me happy, healthy, and wealthy. Instead, I saw that he wanted me to live for him regardless of what I could get from him. Mm. Uh, and he ends up getting a part-time job at a church. And then eventually he becomes, I believe he's an executive pastor um, of a church. Um, and uh, does not preach the prosperity gospel oh obviously um, yeah yeah but wow. uh now you've made me want to go back and um just watch again yeah although i don't i don't know i don't even know aside from youtube where to find benny hinn anymore yeah. so he's still on some yeah. of the christian uh, when, when i was little yeah. it was um oral roberts yeah yeah and i remember going to my grandma's on saturday and i can tell you it was a black and white tv and he had a, always wore a white shirt with the sleeves rolled up, and, yeah. and it frightened me as yeah. as a little child. Yeah. So, um, you know, we didn't do that in in our church, and um, yeah. I, I don't know. It it was just a curiosity. Yeah. To oh me. yeah. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. You know, I saw um, Netflix came out with the movie Come Sunday. I don't know if you you've seen that. Um, it's based on the the life of a guy named Carlton Pearson, mm-hmm. um, who was an up and coming. Uh, Pentecostal preacher, um, and he he was very close with Oral Roberts. In fact, um, oh, really? what's his name? Who uh, who is the president on the West Wing? Um, Sheen. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen mm-hmm. plays Oral Roberts in this Netflix movie. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. He goes from Robert uh, E. Lee. To I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but but uh, but Carlton Pearson has a story where um, he you know he was an evangelical preacher, very popular, connected with Carmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, so he, he like he toured with Carmen some, and he, he and his choir sang with Carmen. Yeah. Um, but then, but then he has this revelation one night um, where he sensed God was showing him uh, there is no hell. I don't, I don't consciously torture people forever and ever. Um, that's that's not who I am. And and so Carlton um, starts to get up in his church and he starts to preach this message. Uh, that the, the what Jesus did on the cross was so complete um, that uh, that there is no one in hell, um, and so uh, immediately uh, people start raising red flags, and he he loses his congregation. He had thousands of people, and then eventually they sold the building, everything mm-hmm. in it, and um, he gets kind of excommunicated from um, from the, the circle that he was in, and um, just an interesting interesting story wow. there. Uh, worth checking check it out. out. Oh yeah, yeah worth yeah. checking out. Writing that uh, down here. A little little Netflix action there. Anyway, um, so it's interesting. It's interesting that um, that this was this was Costi's experience um, with that, and uh, it all came um, through through people that came into his life and kind of asked questions. Oh really? Yeah. What about this? Or oh, have you considered this? Right. You know? And um, again, instead of instead of doubling down and saying, "Well, forget it," um, 
he was willing to kind of, okay, well, let me see. Let me interact and see where that takes me, you know, mm-hmm. which is always, always good uh, to have people coming into your life saying, yeah, but have you considered this? You know, right. people are afraid of that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because yeah. it's, um, I don't know, sometimes people feel like it's a house of cards and right. if it doesn't all stack up the way I believe right now and somebody comes in and, and changes things a little bit, then, then it's all going to fall down. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I think, um, just relax a little bit and yeah. listen and yeah. ask for some discernment. You miss, and, you, miss the, uh, <laughs> you miss the mystery. Like there's, there's this beautiful mystery to this, to this whole thing, you know? Um, and, uh, that we get to be that we get to be engaged in that and a part of that and and um, yeah yeah it's just good it's good oh, stuff. mystery I like that yeah. suffering is a mystery prayer is a mystery yeah so many things and and we just want answers that's yeah. all it's true and it's good true. hair and good hair and maybe a fine tailored suit <laughs> and an ocean view villa that'd be nice yeah that's what I'm that's what I'm, I'm putting in for um, at my next review <laughs> <laughs> come on. <laughs> Uh, anyway, all right. So, so I had this idea, and I wanna, I wanna, um, I wanna d- talk this out here a little bit. Um, so, I have an idea. You know, you know the pop up, pop up businesses that yes. um, are a bit popular in big cities. Typically, um, I don't think I've seen one here in our town. No, uh, but they're they're popular in some places. You know, um, whether it is a clothing store or a food, like a very popular chef um, in a town will do a pop-up restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it's only there for a limited time, and they kind of get the word out. It's kind of word of mouth. But uh, you can show up. If you can get in, you get to enjoy it. Um, but then they're gone. Like, they pack it up, they close it up. Uh, whatever building they're in or, you know, whatever they use, it's not like they're doing a camper or something. Right. And doing, but, uh, you know, whatever they have, then they, then they close it up and they're gone. So I was thinking about that idea of, of pop-up restaurant or a, or a pop-up clothing store. And, um, and I was also thinking about where we are currently in the country. And we've talked about this a little bit where right now it is, it is defining your side and um, you find your group, you stay in your group, and you make further and further distance between mm-hmm. you and some other group, whether it's Democrats or liberals or conservatives or whatever it is, pro-life, pro-choice. You want to make sure uh, that you are as far away from, from anybody that does not see it as you are, as you do. Uh, and, and then you plan your attack from there, you know? Um, and I, and I think you start to see that sometimes even happening in the church, uh, especially in this last election. Yeah. Right? Thing. Yeah. So <laughs> it's my guess that, uh, that now even within the church, there's a subdivision of, of groups and people that have this one philosophy and the people have this other and, um, and their approach. And, um, you know, this person, this, this president is good for the country because look, he's protecting our freedoms. And they're saying, wait, this president does not line up with the way of Jesus. And, and, um, that can't, that can't be. And so it's just further subdivisions. And that's kind of the name of the game. You want to subdivide as much as you can, um, until, um, until you just can't do that anymore, you know? Um, and so I was thinking about that um, because I'm concerned too, you know, with, with Donald Trump, you have, everything has swung in one direction, right? And right. Um, and so now there's this people clamoring and talking, oh, wait, the next elections, we got to be ready for the next election. Then what happens in the next election? Does it 
I imagine the response is going to be, we've got to swing back even harder this way, you know, the other way. Um, and, and how long does that continue? You know, like how long do you, you just take it and run as far away from, from the other one? Yeah. Yeah. And where does that leave us ultimately as a nation and as people? And, and so I was thinking through all of that and I, I still come back to, um, the uniting, the uniting work of Jesus, and so you look at the message of Jesus, you look at his life, even if you're not a believer, mm-hmm. you look at the life of Jesus and you see in the stories that are told about Jesus, you see Jesus in, in these homes of people um, who are considered outcast and sinners. But you also see Jesus in the homes of religious leaders. He's right. at the Pharisee's house. Uh, sometimes all of those things coincide and happen together and and, and Jesus gathers a group of people together. Um, ultimately, you have the story of the Last Supper, um, the, this Passover meal that he shares. And you see who he invited to sit around the table, you know. And so one guy, one guy is, is the guy that's going to doubt him. And the other guy is going to act like he doesn't even know who he is. And this guy's going to betray him for money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just kind of go on and on. And yet Jesus gathers them all together around this table, this this bread and this cup, and and uh, he speaks about this new kingdom, and he speaks about his sacrifice, uh, and um, and so the the table there where you gather together to share in this, um, it seems like it brings together all different people. I mean, I think of the people who are. Um, I think of the people who come uh, in this in the service. And right. I have the bread. I'm holding the bread. Mm-hmm. I think of all the different people that are coming up, and they don't see things the same way, and they don't they don't believe necessarily things the same way, but they're all united um, in this one act um, because this one act speaks of something bigger, of someone greater. This one act speaks of this of this hope and life that's promised, um, and of this beauty that's breaking out right here in the midst of what looks like just garbage, you know? Right. Um, and so I thought, what would it look like to have a pop-up communion happen? You know? I love um, that idea. Yeah, and... And I don't even I don't even know what all that would look like. I just imagine what would it look like if we gave people like a week's notice or something mm-hmm. uh, through social media. We posted it somewhere, many many wares, and uh, just let people know, hey, uh, it's going to be on this day at at six o'clock in the evening. It's going to be in this park, mm-hmm. um, and so people can share that and spread that. But everybody kind of descends at six o'clock in this park, and together uh, we have the table, mm-hmm. we have the bread, we have the cup. And we share in this in this uh, symbolic meal together, you know. Um, and maybe if we if we if we want to play along with the meal, maybe people bring like the ingredients they would use to make a meal, mm-hmm. and then we donate that, we give that um, to to oh, someone who's doing care. Uh, but to somehow bring people together and of all different denominations mm-hmm. and. Um, and, and who knows, it may be some people that are just nominal, uh, attenders somewhere, or, you know, they just happened to hear about it and they wanted to show up, but then they're a part of this, like then they're around the table and then, uh, we're, we're celebrating the, the message, the way of Jesus, um, in these dark places, you know? Um, so maybe it's not always a park. Maybe it's, I imagine like this, this warehouse, you know, that we show up in or this neighborhood, um, and together, all different, all different um, denominations, all all um, different races. We just we're just gathered together, like sharing in this 
in this meal right. um, as, a, as a way to proclaim, like, um, no, there is a way forward, and it actually looks like the way of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it's not run as far as you can to this side or that side. It's actually, let's follow Jesus. Um, and in following Jesus, we find unity. Um, yeah. So many good things happen around a table. Yeah. Um, that's why the table in my house is round. Because yeah. I love yeah. a circle. Yeah. I love that idea. It may not be a literal table either. Yeah. Right? Could yeah. be a blanket. It could be could be, could could be, be or a, we could bring a table out there. Yeah. yeah. That would know. be yeah. that would be yeah. pretty awesome. Isn't your table the one that had like a your carvings in it? And oh yes, didn't yes. You have I one have, table that, that was like that. That was yeah. a um that was a square table that, that my daughter when she was really little has all her you know, shoe marks on it from when she was in a booster seat. But then, then she started carving in it, you yeah. know, final exams, 19, whatever, <laughs> you know, hola, she was taking Spanish, <laughs> Spanish. this time. Yeah. And, and that is a precious, yeah, precious it's like a timeline of her. table. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought, oh, it would be, it would be great. We're, you know, it's in our basement now, not hidden away, but um, we, we're using a, a bigger round one now, but I thought what, what a great, piece of furniture to have if you just invited all your guests to carve into your table yeah um i've i've heard of people doing that before yeah, yeah. Um, on the underside yeah, yeah, yeah. of it yeah. which re- you know requires rather nimble guests but um right whatever right. yeah and mirrors i, I don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i i yeah. love the yeah. idea of maybe we could have a table that people could carve their name into once they I once think, they're done you know what you could use my table or, or like graffiti or maybe you know some kind of paint pen or something uh-huh. that you could put on there. I don't know. It'd be like Geno's East in Chicago. How, how pizza be, yeah, Everybody's exactly. written on everything. This, this yeah. table's, I don't know, it's good size. Yeah. Decent size. Five foot um, table or something. And very carvable. It's pine. Yeah. Um, so I think a, a table with people's carvings in it uh, yeah. that's shared over and over and over yeah, again yeah, yeah. would be uh, amazing. Yeah. yeah that would be, be amazing. That'd be great. We're just coming up with this. We yeah. have not discussed like this before. No, no, no. We really don't. We're not reading off a sheet or anything. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll pop it up somewhere. Share it, you know, social media. Yeah, um, yeah. Like you said. and um, Put it out and then show up. And, and, then, and see how it goes. Yeah. And then maybe, you know, with different people buying in, having different people leading, you know, um, from their from their faith tradition, you know, and uh, be interesting to see how how different people approach right, um, right. sharing the communion. There. I, I love um, that idea. Don't you yeah. think people are just hungry? As as divided as we seem, and as militant sometimes as we seem, I, I don't know the presence of so much darkness, you know, shooting and anger and just all kinds of. of mess in the world i think they're starving for yeah um goodness and unity and yeah. um you know uh, yeah. tell me there's hope yeah tell, tell me there's just hope for us together as human beings yeah um, yeah i would love that it's why lately do you know who i've been into yeah mr rogers oh yeah because yeah I um I heard that there was going to be a movie out. Right. 
and that Tom Hanks. Did we talk about this before? I can't remember. I um, that Tom Hanks was going to be Mr. Rogers. Yeah. I don't know if that's just a you know crazy rumor. Yeah. But before that, I've heard that there really is a documentary. Yes. Type. Yeah. Thing. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Now, back in the day when my daughter was little. I used to make fun of Mr. Rogers right. and that creepy King Friday. You know, those, oh, <laughs> those puppets, puppets were, those, they were pretty, noses and pretty cheeks yeah. and chins. And, yeah. But um, the more I learn about Mr. Rogers and his um, inclusion mindset yeah. and, um, you know, race was nothing to him. And, and there were very subtle things that he did on yeah. his show. Yeah. To um, to send that message across that, yeah. um, and he said, "Do you remember nine eleven? I can't remember if he was living then, but um, he's famous for saying, you know, when bad things happen, look for the helpers. Mm, yeah, look yeah. for the people who are helping. I yeah. found so much comfort in that. Yeah. I've just found myself every time I hear on the news somebody else has opened fire on other people, I think." Oh, I just, I just need me some Fred. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> get yeah. thee to Mister Rogers. Yeah. I think he was so um, good-hearted, and yeah. um, I don't, I don't know. Just like a bomb, not a B O M B, a B A L M. Yeah. Uh, just salve. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Vaseline for your soul. Right. I don't, I don't know. That's that's Jill's next book coming out. (laughs) Vaseline for your soul. When life gets you chapped. Uh, Slip on by. (laughs) Is your soul all ashy? (laughs) Have I got the thing for you? Oh, Crisco. Oh, oh man! Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, people are hungry for that. Yeah, that—that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Back to your pop-up community. Yeah, no, no, and um, it was like subversive, uh, Mr. Rogers, like you said, oh, like yes. in these, but in these like subtle ways. Oh, yes. I mean, he he was he was taking a stand or making a point or um, really going against um, right. some of the norms. Um, he he went, and I can't remember if it was it was a mailman or I don't know. Some, yeah. was it? Um, Were there? In the the, and their feet in yeah. the pool, yeah, and yeah. and apparently that was a big step for yeah. back then. Yeah, I didn't realize it, but then he dried the man's feet. Yeah, yeah, um, not accidentally. Yeah, yep. and um, who knew? You know, yeah. who who knew? But yes, I think yeah. he was subversive, and I just—he's my hero now. Yeah, sweater and all. Yeah, come on, yeah, come on, toss that shoe. I, I think everybody secretly wants to be able to walk in their house mm-hmm. and take off their uh, <laughs> coat and put on an inside coat. Like this is what I wear on the inside of my right, house. Right, exactly. And these shoes—these are my indoor shoes. I'm exactly. going to put these on in here before I get, go and see how they put the erasers on pencils. I you love know? it. I love everything. <laughs> I used to love those that. those segments where they'd say, "Oh, we're going to visit a factory and see how they." Oh, and man, all kinds cool. of things. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. I, don't, I'm, I feel very sad that I made fun of Mr. Rogers. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Um, I still make fun of his puppets, like I said, yeah. but not the man. The man yeah. is the man to yeah. me. Yeah. I, I just um, yeah. He's they could he's have invested a be. bit more in the puppets. You think? Yeah. <laughs> Where was Mr. Henson at the time? He could have helped out probably. I know. Uh, I but feel that like was those were handmade his time. in his in his bathroom. <laughs> <you know? laughs> oh, Paper mache. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
Yeah. That's terrible. All right, yeah, but um, pop up communion. So we need, we need you, if you're listening right now, we need you to consider that. We need you to think about that. Maybe um, you could comment a little bit on the Facebook thing. Uh, um, people still use Facebook, I think, for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, but while they're harvesting your data, you could uh, let us know uh, how you feel about Spread the gospel. <laughs> The harvest uh, is right. That's right. That's right. The workers are few. Uh, but um, you could you could let us know uh, what you what you think about the pop up community mm-hmm. thing. And if you'd be willing to participate, we'd love to get a list of people. If we're right. going to launch this um, through social media, you kind of need a base of people that are willing to kind of share that exactly. and and, uh, and talk it up. At, no matter what church you go to, um, or if you don't like go to, to any, or church. you don't go to a church, we'd like to invite you to. Um, to, to join us in that, be looking for that. We got to think of a name, though. That's uh, I like. Mm. I'd like to have a name for that, um, unless we just call it that pop up communion thing PFC, that happens. Pac. Um, no, yeah. Work. <laughs> <laughs> Too close to pox. Yeah, <laughs> as in a pox right. upon you. Right. No. Um, yeah, we got. We gotta, maybe maybe we, maybe we have a name. Maybe we don't. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll brainstorm. Yeah, yeah. That's the idea. That's the idea. Awesome. So, my friends, uh, we're coming to a close here. Uh, as we end the podcast, do not forget uh, that uh, God wants you to prosper, but sometimes prosperity does not look like the way you think it will. Right. Um, sometimes prosperity doesn't. And if you are on the receiving end of prosperity, it seems like the call of the scriptures is always to do something with that. How will you use what you've been given uh, for the healing and wholeness of the world, right? And how do you participate with God in that um, through one of the ways, through what you've been given? So uh, it's never just to have an ocean villa uh, and uh, and a private jet, although that would be nice. But it's never it's never just that. Um, so don't forget that. And don't... Um, don't forget that there's always this middle way. There's always another way when someone says, no, no, you're either this or this. Uh, no, there's always the way of Jesus. And the way of Jesus uh, seems seems to bring people from all sides together. Uh, and um, we become fully human as we learn to follow Jesus. And, um, and he likes less. you just the way you are. <laughs> you did it. You, you included it. Oh, it's such a good feeling. Everybody know you're alive. <laughs> oh, man. All right, everybody. I don't. I have nowhere else to go from there, so no. we're going to say goodbye. We'll see you uh, next time on the Don't Forget This Podcast. Thank you, Jill. <laughs> if, I hear, if I hear the trolley train, I'm, I'm running. Uh, all right. All right. Good to be with you guys. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.